श्री श्री गौनतनंद की जाय श्री गोपुणिम महामोहसुवती की जाय गौ भक्तवृंद की जाय गौ प्रेमानंदे ओके So good evening everyone. Nice to be with you again. And this will be our last class of the festival. Hmm? You're welcome to stay longer after this evening into next week. But um as I mentioned this morning um the morning's class was somewhat exoteric and i wanted to explore a little more the uh the esoteric side of chaitanya mahaprabhu's appearance please come a little a little closer thank you And so as Pujapad Chidamarsh like to say first the gift first the giver and then the gift so what comes first Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or the gift of Prem hmm? he's the giver and Prem is the gift hmm? At the same time it would seem that Gaur Leela is the way to Krishna Leela and that's a fact as a gift as a giver he's doing outreach and so forth but it's not that the that the that the giver will be forgotten <laughs> upon getting the gift indeed when we get the gift we think of the giver and sometimes people give me things like soap or something like that or toothpaste or, uh you think it's a small gift but every time i take a shower i'm thinking oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> and so on or the shoes or whatever it is little things go a long way so the giver is not forgotten in attaining as i say the gift so chaitanya mahaprabhu is not uh, left behind when we enter into krishna leela indeed the deeper we enter into krishna leela hmm, the closer we come again to chaitanya mahaprabhu hmm. so in the zenith in the apex of krishna leela that is where we find the esoteric appearance of chaitanya mahaprabhu as as you know so i thought we would go to that section and discuss what's uh, been explained there by Sukhamuni hmm, to Raj Parikshit and um, considered in light of our 
uh, Gaudiya insights from our acharyas. Hmm? This, of course, uh, section refers to the Rasa the whole of the Bhagavatam from the first um, canto up to this point, and within the tenth canto, from the beginning of the tenth canto, the narrative of Krishna Lila up to the point of Rasa five chapters there were the, or the, the consummation of the love of Radha and Krishna and the gopis. Everything's building up to this point, and everything after that is reflecting back on it, including the entire Matura Leela and Dwarka Leela, and we talked about that the other day in different ways. Hmm? Krishna in the Dwarka Leela and Matura Leela, he's preoccupied really with the Braj Leela, and there are many, many indicators of that, pointers of that, and and um, and uh, in this way he showcases that for the world. This is the real, a full idea of Prem, and as I said, the full idea of Leela is only manifest in the Braj. Hmm? There, there is no work to be done. Hmm? In Dwarka and Matura, he has something he has to do. Hmm? He has to establish the Dharma, and he has to set an example. Hmm? As he says in the Gita, otherwise the whole world will be ruined. But when he's at home with his shoes off, then he can relax. He doesn't have to worry. Not everybody's watching. And not everybody can see the Braja Leela. Not everybody can hear it. That is how we will see, by hearing. And we have to hear Bhagavatam in a particular way. We have to hear the book Bhagavatam, from the person Bhagavatam. We have to pay very close attention. Nasta Praeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. Then there's hope. There's a chance. We might get, we might hear in such a way that we can actually see, and then we can believe. Because if you see it, then you believe it. Hmm? So, it's not an ear exercise. This is a heart exercise. Hmm? From heart to heart. Here we have Sugadev. He has a heart for this. Hmm? And we have Parikshit Maharaj also. He has a heart for this. Hmm? an ardent inquirer and a very qualified speaker. So, this, uh, we know that in the Rasalila that Krishna left the dance with the gopis, with Radha, and they followed after him, the gopis that is, and they found that uh, Krishna was not alone. He had not left alone. He was with another some in the group knew who it was, of course, because they were her close attendants and friends, and they could understand from the imprint in the ground. They knew her feet very well. They were servants, maid servants of her lotus feet. Others weren't sure who it was, but they were sure of one thing. Somehow or other, this gopi worshipped Krishna more. Anayaradito nunam. Bhagavan Haririshwara. She must be very religious. She worshipped Bhagavan Hari Ishwar in such a way that that Bhagavan Hari Ishwar, God, fulfilled her desires. And she got Krishna's association very intimately. Of course, there are many meanings to that verse as well. <clears throat> but um, it's thought by Bhakti Vinod Thakur that 
Chandravali spoke this verse, the chief competitor of Krishna. So it's definitive. Hmm? If the competition says, admits, she has worshipped more, hmm? then the case is over. <laughs> if she acquiesces and admits. Hmm? So at any rate, then alone, Radha and Krishna um, were together and suddenly Krishna disappeared. Hmm? That is a great mystery. And then the, the, the pangs of separation of Radha were very great and the other gopis caught up with her and sympathized with her and then they all went to the banks of the Jamuna and they began to perform kirtan, nam kirtan, guna kirtan, lila kirtan. Hmm? And Krishna was hearing and seeing and, and what he saw was very uh, amazing to himself and he knew he had to reappear drawn by their love and he would have to explain himself also. Hmm? Really he would have to explain why he disappeared. Hmm? And so having reappeared on the scene hmm, Gopis he appeared rather shyly. Hmm? He had a little smile on his face as if trying to make light of the situation. (laughs) Hmm? He had his yellow Chatter draped around his neck, which is a this is a sign of I'm coming humbly hmm, before you. Hmm. And um, and Sukadev spoke to Raj Parikshit about his appearance, and he he addressed Krishna by the name Shauri. Shauri is a name for um, Krishna with regard to the idea that he comes from a Kshatriya lineage as the son of Vasudeva and Devaki, which, of course, we um, don't agree with entirely, but that there is a side of Krishna to that. And the other side is that he's really the son of Nanda and Yasoda, he's a Vaishya. And in, and in, and in, in uh, Yasoda's lineage, there's a little, uh, there's actually uh, some Brahminical Influence. Krishna is actually kind of three quarters of Brahman and one quarter Vaishya. It's a good mix. Mm. Thinkers and farmers today will, will go together. <laughs> so, at any rate, um, Sugadev used this name because the Kshatriyas are uh, their managers, organizers, and they have to say, no. Mm. They are a little bit hard hearted. Mm. Sorry, but no. <laughs> so the Vaishyas are not like that. They're more soft-hearted. So Sugadeva is feeling, he's so hard-hearted. He left the gopis like this. He disappeared and he left Radha. Now he's coming back. Hmm? And he's describing him and using this name. And so in doing so, he himself, hmm? Sugadeva, of course, we know he's Atmaram, but he had the fortune of hearing the Bhagavat from... Vyasamuni, his father. Hmm? And so he's been taken in the direction by through Sadhu Sangha as it comes of Madurasa. And, and he's very much uh, progressing and developing in this direction at this point. He's feeling the sentiments of the gopis when he says, and Shauri appeared there with a little smile on his face and his shudder wrapped around his neck. He looked very beautiful, but we're pretty 
angry with him, actually. We were a bit upset with him. Hmm? He's expressing, actually, through the words, the very uh, thinking of, uh, of the gopis. Hmm? And so then they are, nonetheless, they arrange a nice seat for him and so forth, and then they ask him a question. Hmm? So this is the final section of the 30, uh, what is it? 32, 32nd chapter. Hmm? And um, so what did they ask him? They, they, by nature, are lovers. This is the whole idea uh, of our God as a lover and uh, our way, if you will, of bhakti. Hmm? This is all about love. We make effort only to get grace we use our head only to soften our heart. This is very, very different than Gyan Marg, Yoga Marg. It's not at all uh, ascending hmm? and, and based on self, self-effort. Hmm? And, of course, it seeks to attain something that, 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 that muscle and brain and, <laughs> and, uh, and so forth, austerity, whatnot, charity, piety, uh, has no, 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 no access to. Hmm? Faith will give us access. Faith comes from that side. Hmm? Hmm. It takes the shape of sharanagati, surrender, the practical shape it manifests in. This is the beginning of bhakti. Hmm? How will we qualify ourselves for bhakti? We'll just surrender to bhakti hmm? and have no other ideal. Hmm. So, it's a, it's a doctrine of, of love. It doesn't... Uh, uh, merely retire the, uh, the selfishness, the exploitative uh, disposition that we're possessed of since forever. Hmm? But it retires it in the context of um, sharing itself with us. Hmm? So this is very different than Gyan, that, that with a little bit of bhakti, maybe some sattviki bhakti, that that exploitive tendency will be retired. We can come to rest. We can come to a positive sense of zero, having been in negative numbers. Hmm? This is the world of exploitation where we take and we owe. So, I owe, I owe, they say, off to work, I go. Hmm? It's a problem. I explained it the other day. There's the spider, there's the fly caught in the web, of the, there's the web, there's the, fly, there's the spider caught, excuse me, yeah, there's, a sp- there's the fly caught, and just as I went to free the fly, the spider came. What to do? One jivo jivasya jivanam. One living being is food for another. Hmm? This is the problem. There's no resolution to this. Hmm? Difficult to tell it to a politician. Hmm? Even an honest one, I mean, they're hard to find, but who's 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 motivated by Rajagun to improve the situation, to make it better, hmm? or to a psychologist, to make it better. I mean, to some, to some extent, these things have application. Hmm? But under themselves, alone, they constitute nothing more than the Rajagun, an attempt to improve upon something hmm? that cannot be improved upon. It can be improved upon only relatively speaking. So a comprehensive solution that is coming from the other side. Hmm? That is bhakti. Hmm? And uh, 
like I say, it's a good offense is the best defense. So it's very, uh, it, it descends, it comes to us, hmm? picks us up. Hmm? If you were to dig a big hole and throw all of your karmic problems and desires in it, so forth, and then cover it up, that might be a solution to the problem. But still then, things can change. Some seeds could come up over time, something like that. But if you dig the hole, put everything in there, and build a temple on top of it, then there's nothing, <laughs> and perform kirtan inside, nothing will come up ever again. So, so this is the generosity of bhakti, very high and very generous, descending to the lowest section, seeking no qualification and qualifying everyone that, it comes in, that she comes in touch with in ways they could never possibly qualify themselves under themselves. Hmm? So therefore, that's where we... How will I be qualified? You have to hold up your hands like this. I give up. Hmm? That's all. Make room for bhakti to enter into your heart. It's very simple, very easy. Hmm? Comparatively, it's very easy. Every path seeks some faith. Without faith, how can you proceed? Faith is the animating principle, really, in life. We have faith, we can go forward. If we suspect, if we have suspicion, our action, our progress, our animation will be suspended. And so every path requires faith. But faith plus. Gan requires faith plus pure heart. Hmm? Karma requires faith, but also you have to have some some things to sacrifice, you have to do things right, and if you do them wrong, technically, it won't, you won't get the desired result, and so on and so forth. Hmm? Yoga has requirement, like brahmacharya, that's the yoga sutras, Gita 2, that speaks about astanga yoga in 6th chapter, brahmacharya, this is, now they have very novel um, translations of that in the yoga community, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the yogis of the past who, who, who authored such books and so forth, they had a different idea. So some, these are big, major, huge qualifications. And bhakti requires only little faith. Hmm? Where will we get the faith? From someone who has the faith, so from bhakti. Hmm? So here then, this path of love, and so the gopis will ask questions about the nature of Krishna's love. What kind of lover are you? Basically, that's what they want to know. Hmm? We've loved you. We risked everything to come here hmm? in the night. We heard your flute, and in the sound, we heard our names, hmm? each one of us. We didn't know that anyone else was coming. Hmm? We didn't know that she was coming and she was coming. and she, We thought, I heard my name called, Hmm? And I had a thousand and eight reasons not to go. Milk was on the stove, the children were crying, relatives in the next room. There are certain standards for the village hmm, life, uh, and its reputation could be spoiled uh, if, if uh, um, I should go in the middle of the night like this. But they went. Hmm? They went. We get... In good association, we get an epiphany. Yes, that makes sense. Yes, that's true. We have to hear in such a way. I was when I was younger. Then I used to attend many other classes in in uh, in Prabhupada's mission, and they weren't all great. But 
I, my spirit was always, if I can listen and just hear one thing, like, yes, that will change me, then I'll think that it was worth attending. So this is the kind of spirit, this is pariprasnena, this kind of submissive inquiry. Submissive inquiry isn't just, just listen to what I'm saying and don't ask any questions because I don't know the answers and I'm supposed to, so I tell you, don't speculate. (laughs) (laughs) Not like that. (laughs) So we should listen with our heart. Indeed, in fact, if we listen in this way, they will qualify a speaker. You understand? They will help to qualify a speaker also. Say something that will correspond with, resonate with the, with the audience. So we have a part to play. Hmm? Sugadev is, is really repeatedly paying his pranam to his disciple, Prikshit Marsh, for the questions he asks and the opportunity that it affords him to speak. Hmm? Hmm. So, unfortunately, though, we, we, we do, even we do that, we get an epiphany, even without, you know, with the good, in a good company, even without that kind of approach in heart. Maybe we think, I'll go, I should go, it's corporate, you know, we do these things once a year, <laughs> and so forth. We'll do a kirtan, we'll meet so-and-so, and so-and-so, and, and so forth, and uh, and have some nice prasadam. And, and um, I've never been there before, I don't know about him, but anyway, we'll go, you know. So <laughs> they're all kind of thoughts and whatnot. And you can feel them, but um, but then without that kind of necessity, if you will, then hmm? still in good company we may hear something, right? Then be, some opening will come. But the, uh, the, the trick then afterwards is not to let it close. We think, that was so nice, that was so true. That means... And then we wake up in the morning and we should have followed that. And then there are some other things that are going on and... and and it starts to become less as important as it seemed at the moment, and off I am, busy, and come back next year for Gorpuni, and, and so forth. So this is a, this is a problem. Hmm? You have to carry those moments with you. You hear something that you know, this is right, I should do that, and you have to incorporate that into your life. That makes for like a foundational stone for the house of bhakti that we are trying to build, a temple in our heart where Krishna will be comfortable to reside. You had to make room. Hmm? He's a big guy. <laughs> uh, another way, he's a small guy and he goes into the big, to the heart that's full of big corporations. Hmm? Big neon signs that set up there. There's a whole corporate, what do they call them? Corporate enterprises, anyway. Taking over the hearts and all of our attention. He goes in a small way, sets up a small hut. He's selling brooms only there, in there. Hmm? So many other fancy things are being offered. So many, so many, the world, I mean to say, is calling upon us in so many ways by combining a little, little sight, a little sound, a little taste, a little smell. Hmm? These are the, all we got to work with. <laughs> a few things, about five things. And you combine them in different ways and making it... This is America. Good packaging. This is its contribution to the world. <laughs> but the package is empty. It's empty. 
We're looking, as I sometimes say, for a square meal, but only appetizers are being offered, and the result is indigestion. Hmm? <coughs> Problem. Hmm? So anyway, he goes as Krishna Nam, hmm? in the form of his name, into the heart without being invited, hmm? without being asked. He goes anyway. Hmm? Prabhupada said to me once that I came to your country as an aggressor. I said, thank you. <laughs> Without that, where would we be? So bhakti in the form of nam, Krishna nam, can be a little aggressive, a little outgoing. People say, oh, without free will, how can there be love? Well, did you choose this? Krishna has free will, so that's true what you say. He chose you, and you may not have been looking. We call it agyata Sukriti, without looking, without knowing, he comes anyway. And suddenly you become predisposed towards this. And you take a certain birth and you have a psychology that just makes everything that in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, all the logic sound perfect. Then you want to go out, everybody should, <laughs> we got it. There's all the answers to everything. Hmm? And you have no ear for the objections that, that may be logical <laughs> to some extent, because philosophy is very limited, obviously, in explaining that which transcends word, language, thoughts, and so forth. Still, we have a pretty good one. Hmm? (laughs) And, uh, of course, we can, philosophically speaking, um, do well with anyone. With the Dwaitans, I'm saying in discussion, with the atheistic sector, hmm? who knows Achinta Veda Veda, Tattva, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, well, they can at least equal hmm, in discussion. And then, of course, we have the trump card. That may be true, that may be true. Yes, yes, I concede that. You must concede this. But you have to concede this. Philosophy aside, this is a more charming idea. Hmm? And they have to melt at that. That's a fact. (laughs) So, Krishna comes of his own accord. He qualifies. He enters the heart as a sweeper. He, he's big, but he takes a small position. Hmm? And there he sets up a shop and he's selling brooms only. And the competition is huge. So many things besides brooms. And brooms, that's not a very attractive. That means you've got to work with it and, and so forth. He said, well, let me show you. <laughs> Here's how it works. So Krishna now enters the heart as a sweeper. Hmm? And when, he, when you see what's, when he sweeps away a little bit and you see what's there, what, just in the Atma, what prospect there is. You see, the Atma is the object of love in this world. We think we love other things. But things only have appeal to us because we have extended ourselves into them. There is an I and there is a my. My is the way in which the self extends itself into other things and gives meaning to them. We are a unit of meaning and value. The objective world has no meaning, has no value unto itself. If it did, independently of consciousness, who would even know about it? Right? Who would care about it? We are the knowers, we are the carers, we are a unit of value. We are... Hmm? The self is the object of love. Hmm? The self is worth loving. Can, that'll be good. To, 
for some of you out there. <laughs> you can love yourself, it's okay, but I'm speaking in a metaphysical sense, but psychologically too, that may be good. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, so, when Nam Prabhu cleans the heart a little bit, hmm? a little, you get a little experience of what is Atmananda. Hmm? Atmananda, the joy of the self, its capacity to, to, to love. Hmm? It's, it so exceeds anything that you could acquire materially hmm? In a, with a thought that you would improve your situation. Hmm? That just a little taste of that Sukadev had a taste of Atmananda. He wanted nothing. Amikichu China, Amikichu China. I want nothing, nothing. Hmm? And he is described, went to the forest, living there. Hmm? Nothing. This is from Atmananda, not Bhaktiananda. Hmm? Later he got Bhaktiananda. Now he's speaking this. Hmm? It makes Atmananda look very small. Hmm? What did Sutta Goswami say? Atmanamas Jamunayoni Grantapi Urukrame. Such is the nature of Krishna's qualities, form, leelas. Hmm? That even those who are Atmananda, this is the high side. I'm speaking about the low side, the, in a sense, the generosity. Of course, generosity won't seem low to us. Hmm? But generosity of Bhakti means she extends herself so low. And she comes from so high that even those who are absorbed in, in self-love, they become attracted to bhakti. Hmm? It's a post-liberated um, life. And a life, hmm? you see, if you want a spiritual life, you have to have bhakti. If you want a spiritual sleep, then you can do jnana. Hmm? But not life, no personhood. There's a potential within the self, the atma, for being a person. It means to have qualitative experiences, to be an agent of action, hmm? to apprehend. Hmm? These things are possible, but in order to apprehend, in order to have qualitative experience, qualia, hmm? in order to be an agent of action, a doer, you have to have an environment. If there's no other, there's no environment to experience. That's why at Dwaitans they say, oh, the Atma is just awareness, that's all. Just awareness. Not an, it's not an experiencer. So Bhakti has a different idea. If the Atma is provided in an environment, then it can be an experiencer. And it can, have, it can express will that is inherent in it, in relation to something. It can apprehend, I mean, it can know things. We have now... A material environment. The body, brain are a interface, mind, psychological and physical interface for the Atma, hmm? such that it can, it can have some experience of what the objective world is. Not never know what it is. That's impossible. That is Vishnu Maya. Hmm? That's why the Bhagavatam is not very concerned with the details of the material world. What is it like? What is inside the atom and what's inside that? That's why we, they give a simple explanation. Jashoda Mai looked inside of Krishna's mouth for dirt. She saw a lot of it. 
She saw the whole universe inside. She saw the universe inside, universe inside, and the planet Earth inside that, and Krishna on the planet, and herself looking in Krishna's mouth, and then she looked in that, and then it went further down and down. So, if you look, try they try to find the the details of matter. It's very elusive. And we make these scientific explanations that are so. If you really study them, it's so broad, and and uh, um, they work. Science is just really a very pragmatic thing. It's not about knowledge, really. It's something very pragmatic. There are theories that work hmm, for our practical purposes uh, in terms of thinking of ourselves as uh, whatever, human being. Hmm? Um I mean, it's useful to an extent, but this is, this is hardly how to get comprehensive knowledge and perfect knowledge, the knowledge that will make you perfectly happy. It's a very imperfect method to start with. You'll need a perfect method. How will imperfection attain perfection? Only on perfection's terms. If there is imperfection and in pursuit of perfection, of course, some people say there isn't perfect knowledge, but everybody looks for it. So who's crazy? Those who say it's there and look for it, or those who say it's not and look for it anyway? Hmm? So, some people say, I was listening to the guy the other day, we don't really want to be happy. Hmm? Really, we like... Uh, uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> that uh, wasn't a good argument. Uh, but, um, so... Hmm. If we are to become perfect, it will be on perfectionist terms. If the finite is to know the infinite, the infinite has the capacity. That's what infinite means. To do the impossible. To make itself known to the finite. Hmm. So now we have this body-mind, if you will, interface in relation to matter. We get some semblance of an experience of what the objective world is. I mean, it's, there's not... Even in the scientific community, they'll tell us that there's there's really no things out there. Right? It's very strange, actually. So, <laughs> but this is the this is the teaching of the Bhagavatam. I mean, we're in the twenty what is it first century, and we're finding out that 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 things aren't what they look like. This is taught in the Bhagavatam a long time ago. Things aren't what they look like. This is the analysis of, of, of matter in a, in a nutshell. Hmm? And, and in an overarching sense, what the objective world is like is that it's not a place where something that is constituted of subjectivity will, uh, will um, be happy. Hmm? Because these are really polar opposites. Hmm? A non-experiencing reality and an experiential reality, they don't go together very well. Hmm? That's why I say, we think that matter is lovable in some form, but we have given the, made the form, hmm? if, you, if you will. And we've entered into it by identifying that with ourself. It's the self that we love. Hmm? So now we have a personality based on this particular 
uh, interface made of Maya Shakti. There's another interface that we call Swarup Shakti. Then this Bhakti is constituted of the essence of the Swarup Shakti. When you get that interface, then you can be a player and a person, an apprehender, an experiencer of qualitative experience in what we call Krishna Leela. Hmm? And then you can know the, what the world is hmm, for what it is without going into all the details, which Bhagavatam is not competing with science to try to explain. Hmm? You take that fifth canto, for example. This fifth canto, difficult to understand. A lot of devotees want to like skip over that chapter. Uh, and some people are like making it the first, you know, this should be the way we, you know, our f- first foot forward. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll spend $80 million and make a two-dimensional description, a three-dimensional description. And everybody will know then that the sun is closer than the moon and we're right or something like that. But this is not a good strategy. <laughs> no, indeed. This description in the fifth canto of the world, if you study carefully the Bhagavatam, you see, with the help of commentators and so forth. So, of course, different commentators can use it in different ways for their purposes. You have to understand their purposes. Hmm? Then we can understand, oh, they used it this way, or they tried to, they see it not effective, then they have a purpose, so they will change their, their strategy. Vishwana Chakrati Thakur says, Sugadev asked not for himself. Hmm? We study the language, not for himself, but for others in the crowd. Hmm? Yoga Mishra Bhaktas, hmm? who have a certain mentality, that they can't sit and just contemplate the Archibigraha, the deity form of Bhagwan, for example. Hmm? They're a little more complex. Their heart is not simple. Yoga is a very, you know, it's a very interesting technology and it's complicated and it can be attractive in that way. Hmm? The idea that I can control, manipulate and and all of my organs, it's pretty attractive. I could, I could digest and I could, whatever, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do. Subtly and, and in the gross sense, also, hmm? yoga's ideal is omniscience. Therefore, it identified Ishwar Pranam with the Portha Paramatma. Hmm? It's a little dualistic compared to Gyan. Hmm? But bhakti very different. Hmm? And so, anyway, we want the bhakti interface hmm? to experience what cannot be experienced by yoga. Hmm? So a doctrine of love. So gopis are asking Krishna about love. Hmm? You ca- we came, we heard a flute, we came. We dropped everything. Hmm? We hear something, we start to go, but then, oh, something else is calling me. You have to understand, the gopis had 108 reasons not to go. Really good reasons. We don't even have good reasons not to go. And we don't go. Hmm? We, we hold back. Hmm? Again, because we don't hear very well. Therefore, we don't see. And if you see, you believe. Hmm? And then you go. So it's all about hearing. Hmm? Hearing. You have to hear very carefully hmm? with an open heart. So gopis, they heard like this. They just heard the flute and they went. Hmm? And then they saw, oh, the other people here too. She came and I didn't know. You, and you came too. Hmm? They found their group this way. Hmm? That's how we should find our group. Hmm? <laughs> Not by any other institutional boundaries and considerations and laws and so forth. 
Hmm? We should be a member of this group who her, hears and goes, hears and follows. Hmm? So they went, they followed, and then, of course, so they say, Christian disappeared. Now he's come back, and so they've got a question. What kind of lover are you? This is basically what they ask. What kind of lover are you? And they said there are three types of lovers. There are those who love hmm, only when others love them. Hmm? So we want to know, is that what kind of lover you are? Or, second, there are those who love even when others don't love them. Is that what kind of lover you are? Hmm? It's obvious he wasn't either of the first two. Hmm? because they had much experience of him loving them. Hmm? Hmm? And this is one occasion where he, he you know, the whole thing is the intrigue of, of the, the, the hoping to meet one another against all odds and obstacles, and here they are now. <laughs> and now he disappears. So they had trying to put this together. What does this mean? How is this, you know, we, we know he wanted this meeting. That's why he played the flute and he told us during the Vastarhana Lila, in the future, night, uh, we'll get together on this. Hmm? We'll, make, we'll make, make good here. You know, I've seen you now. You're mine. We belong to one another. Hmm? So in the future, we'll consummate this. This is Rasa Lila. So it's, again, this, the whole Bhagavatam is building up to this. Hmm? And there they are. There's no obstacles. Everyone's asleep. They're out in the night. The moon is out, full. The atmosphere is perfect. And he leaves. So it's like, they're really, it's quite bewildering. Hmm? But they know he loves them. So they know he's not the kind of lover who loves, I'll love you if you love me. Hmm? This is not really love. Hmm? But they also know that, he, that he's not exactly, doesn't appear to be exactly the kind of lover who loves even if you, 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 don't, um, you, you don't love him. There's a third kind of lover, they said, and that's the kind of lover who, who even when loved, hmm, doesn't love. One loves if, you know, well, if you love me, I'll love you. Okay. One loves even if you don't love me. And the other, even if you love them, they don't love back. Which kind are you? And they're thinking, sounds like you're the third kind. Hmm? <laughs> that's what they're thinking. We've got you cornered now. Hmm? So Krishna, he's very clever, of course. Yeah. That's why I love him. Hmm? <laughs> he's so charming. Hmm? And so he replies, he says, the first kind of love, he said, there's no love there at all. Hmm? Prahlad said, Don't be a vanik. Be a britya. Don't be a merchant. Hmm? Be a servant. Hmm? In, 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 in the merchants, this is this is. If you want to know the extent to which there is bhakti in Varnashram, hmm? I'll give you an example. When we were young. We used to go to Vrindavan, and the closest market at that time. At that time, Vrindavan was a forest, and Raman Reti, where Prabhupada's temple was, was just way out in the forest. So when we would go into the town of Vrindavan, the first major market was Loy Bazaar. It's a cloth market, a wool market. 
But naturally there would be a little bit of everything there, although the focus was on cloth and and uh, wool and so forth. So we would buy cartels there, deities there, deity dresses and so forth and so on. It became very affluent, really bizarre. And so um, after a while you'd see in the shop, there's Prabhupada's picture. Hmm? Prabhupada's picture in the shop. Hmm? We love Prabhupada. <laughs> shop here. <laughs> we love Prabhupada. Shop here. <laughs> That's how much they love Prabhupada. <laughs> a little bit more than that, actually. They were actually quite charmed by him, what he was doing for Vrindavan, in, materially speaking, and of course, uh, he's a sadhu, and he, 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 he did something very extraordinary. He put the Vrindavan on the map in the modern world, like the Goswamis did in their time, like Taku Bhaktivinoda did for Navadweep in his time. It's very extraordinary. And they went so far as, you know, to name the road, the, from the Delhi road into Vrindavan, Bhaktivedanta Marg. Hmm? That was in 1975. They put a sign out there. So this is the way. You don't go to Vrindavan on any other path. Hmm? That is a fact. If from the Bhaktivinoda Paribar, the family of Bhaktivinoda that we are in, hmm? from Bhakti Siddhanta who gave shape, as I said this morning, to the ideas the scope of the ideas of Bhakti Vinodhaka for outreach to, to Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, Vishnupada, my Guru Maharaj, who went all over the world giving this, and he built a bridge from from Vrindavan hmm, to this world. Now many people walk across the bridge. Hmm? They get life for their institutions, material or spiritual, and it's all well and good, but they should recognize hmm, what is their contribution. Hmm? And if you don't recognize that. You won't go to the real Vrindavan. Hmm? That's not possible. Hmm? Hmm. Such a such a uh, extraordinary uh, contribution he made. Hmm? So they loved him, but I'm giving an example. They also loved him on... Put his picture there, and we love him, and you shop here. This is Varnashram. If I worship Vishnu, I know I'll get the things I need, so I do so. Hmm? There's no real bhakti there. This is only... Like um, commerce, merchant. They're merchants, right? Hmm? So, Krishna said, there's really no love there. And the second kind of love that you bring up, my dear thin-waisted ladies, Madhyama, he says, hmm? he said he wants to, he's trying to like pacify them a little bit, and uh, he's very expert, so he says, you're very beautiful, you're very thin-waisted, Madhyama, Means also middle. You're, he speaks about you're thin around the waist. Madhyam also means that this second type of love that you brought up that I'm going to speak about now. That's the kind of love lovers that you are. Hmm? Madhyam means the kind of lovers. Madhyam meaning, meaning the second type, the middle of the three. Hmm? These type of lovers they give and they love, even if you don't love back. And there's two types of those. Krishna said. One. Is like a sadhu, others like a parent. Hmm? Any parent can know. Vatsalya <laughs> yeah. bhakti. Hmm? Who loves more? The parents love the children or the children love the parents? <laughs> so we want Krishna to be in Vatsalya bhakti. Not that we will be the child of Krishna, but that is, that is a form of dasya bhakti, vaidhi bhakti in Dwaraka. Hmm? 
Gaurabhadasya. It is not in the Braj. That's not Vatsalya Bhakti. Vatsalya Bhakti, Krishna become the sun. How much more intense that will be than if I become the son of Krishna. So he said in parental love, we find this in this world to some extent. This prophet sometimes used to say, oh, the parental love, that's the closest thing to pure love in the, in, in the world. So it requires much sacrifice and so forth. Of course, it's, it's not the same as a sadhu's love who loves, goes, speaks, like Nityananda Prabhu, even he was abused by Jagai and Madai. Hmm? Physically, still he went, still he had, means compassion. Hmm? And Krishna saying, you are sadhus. You look like beautiful, thin-waisted girls. I'm attracted to you, but why am I attracted to you? What is it about you? Hmm? What are you like? Uh, I heard one godbrother of mine wanted to... Uh, enter into Manjari Bhava, the highest ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So he used to sit in Vrindavan and study the young young girls hmm? and see how they moved and what they did and so forth and so on. This is not the way. You have to become a sadhu. <laughs> you have to use this is not it's not told anywhere hmm? in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. That one of the angas of bhakti that you are to practice Vaidhi Bhakti, which have their application in Rag Bhakti, practically all of them, hmm? with a different orientation. Never is it mentioned there that if you want to get Madhurya Rasa, you will study young girls and how they move and what they do, underage girls. <laughs> that would not be a good idea. Uh, that, 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 is not, that is not how you are to... So Rag Bhakti is practiced in two bodies. Hmm? Sadakadeya, Siddhadeya. How you get the Siddhadeya? You have to use the sadhakadeya. That's been given to you. This morning we gave sadhakadeya out in initiation. Hmm? You have to use that sadhakadeya properly. To the extent that you use the sadhakadeya, then you get a siddhadeya. Everybody wants a siddhadeya, but nobody really wants a sadhakadeya. Sadhakadeya, that is a body of a sadhu, and that is a body of sacrifice, giving, hmm? serving, hmm? And there are ways to use that body. As I said, there are only five things in the world that combine sights, sounds, smells, touch, so forth. Hmm? Body's just made up of holes. So the body's nothing, that's what's inside. Hmm? Because we don't know what's inside, we pour so many sights and sounds, what we think are onto the body, they go in, they don't nourish what's inside. Everything goes through the holes. <laughs> all the sounds, they all go through the holes. If you don't know what's inside, then you don't know what to put in the hole to satisfy the need. Hmm? The need is of the self. Hmm? It's hard as aching because, as I said, everything we make breaks. Hmm? Problem. And I, har- I labored hard for that. It was here today, but tomorrow it's gone. Hmm? So if you know what's inside, hmm? then you know what to put in the holes. Hmm? And it can be sights, because bhakti is so user-friendly, and sounds, hmm? and tastes. Hmm? And you can touch a Vaishnav and embrace him, embrace her, because hmm? you know what kind of sacrifice you're making. I have a god-sister of mine. Her name is Leela Shakti. Hmm? We were together in, uh, in New Dwarka many, many years ago, and we used to go to the Los Angeles airport to sell books 
This is a long time ago in disguise. It was illegal. Hmm? Just like the beginning of that, you know, famous uh, chapter. <laughs> and so we would go only when it was busy. If you can imagine how busy Los Angeles airport is all the time. There was on those days there were days when it was busy, and days when it was not busy. Hmm? Things have changed, not too much really. People are more busy for the same thing in different ways, but they only get the same thing. Hmm? We move faster, but we that everybody's demanding more of us. Right? So th- this is a good example of Vishnu Maya. You know, we all have whatever we, you know, cell phones and texting and this and that. But then you just have to move that much more, that faster. So at any rate, there were days it was slow in the Los Angeles airport. You could think, what? <laughs> there was nobody there. So we went on the busy days, hmm? like Friday afternoon, and it was hard. I can tell you, it was hard walking around with a suitcase and uh, <laughs> say, excuse me, uh, you know, sit down. So we used to sit down with somebody and then have a little chat and open the suitcase and there are these beautiful books and he had to put it in his hand and we were crazy. I mean, but probably, you know, somehow he had a whole warehouse full of these books and we thought, well, you know, I guess he wants us to do something with that. We had to figure it out, so... There we were selling the books and so forth. And so then sometimes it was hard. Hmm? It was hard. And sometimes on a Friday evening, we would, we would stay out and I, and I would see her at a distance because we would have to sneak around. Hmm? I would be you know, going up the escalator in a distance. I'd see her down at the ticket counter and, and I knew what she's experiencing and what I'm experiencing. We, could see, we couldn't let, let on that we knew one another. We were, you know, Undercover us, but we would glance, see one another. We would just that camaraderie hmm, of uh, God brothers and God says that feel, this hmm, this is what it, sangha means hmm, to chant to touch hearts. Hmm. So we can touch hearts, and we can hear, and we can uh, kirtan, we can taste prasad. I'm saying with all the senses, hmm. we can put things in the holes that this body is constituted of. These holes, ear holes, nose holes, eye holes, pore holes, just holes. It's full of holes. The body's full of holes. It's not, it's useless. But no, it's what's inside that's important. What you pour in the holes. You have to know what's inside, then you know what to pour in. If you pour in Krishna Bhakti through sights and sounds and smells and tastes and touch, hmm, then that self will come out and be all that it can be. Hmm? Then, then through menial service like this, you tread the royal road. Vajju vegam, manasukroda vegam, jiva vegam, udurapasta vegam, etan vegam, yobhisaheta nira, sarvam apimam pritibhim sasishyat. This is the royal road. Hmm? There's all these vehicles for seeing, touching, tasting, so forth. The senses, hmm? the urges, if they're controlled in this way, sarvam apimam pritibhim sasishyat. You just conquered the whole world. The kings of the world are the senses hmm? and sense objects. Hmm? So who can control them? Hmm? The whole world becomes her disciple. Hmm? This is the royal road. It can be done. Like I said, I quoted what is it, Martin Luther King the other day. He said, anyone can be great because everyone can serve. Hmm? It's inherent in us. Therefore, Krishna Das said, Jivera Surup Hoy Nitya Krishna Das. Everyone's a servant. 
means we are all subordinate, ontologically speaking. We are subordinate entities. And our constitution is probably just to say that the dharma of the self, like the dharma of water is wetness, the dharma of the self is to serve. So anybody can do that. Everyone can be great. To figure that out, though, that's difficult. We need a good example. So this kind of life, life of a sadhu, that involves, from a material point of view, making sacrifice. There's great gain, of course. It is said about prem, which will come from sadhana, bhava will come. This is the ideal. And churning the bhava, prem will come. And it is said about prem that Krishna Premier Adbhuta Charita. The Adbhuta Charit, the wonderful character of Prem is that on the outside, what is it like? Bayavisha Jalahoy. On the outside it looks like poison, it burns like fire. Oh goodness. It is a life of repression. No, it is a life of restraint. What is the restraint? based on not repressing, but on not detaching. In, in Gyan Marg, we advance by, by detachment. In Bhakti Marg, we advance by attachment, by Sangha. It is said by Kupiladev, that same attachment for uh, ordinary people that causes entanglement in the material world when transferred to a sadhu causes one's freedom. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastri Koi Lava Matra, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhi Hoi. Little of that goes a long way. That will change the course of our life. Hmm? Hmm? So on the outside it looks like poison. Oh, you're associating with sadhus only. You don't come to the usual haunts anymore. You don't do all those things. You don't know what the latest news is. Didn't you hear? This is happening, that is happening. No, really. When they first come to the monastery, then for some time you'll think, gee, I don't know, what is the relevance of my life in relation to the world? But if you stay long enough, that thinking will come full circle and you'll think, I know, hmm? I wonder, I should say, what is the relevance of the world to my life? Hmm? Hmm? Mahaprabhu lived in a, in a small room. You ever been there? The Gambira. It means deep. Hmm? Small room, no windows. Mm. Yeah, concrete, stone, I should say stone. Maybe eight by eight, something like lay down. And, mm. what, how deep, how broad was his experience? Mm. And he melted and came out. Mm. Mm. How flexible he was, how big-hearted. Mm. What a big, big ideas. You should know that these ideas of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, these will live on. Institutions will come and go. Individuals will come and go. Hmm? However well they will represent the ideas. Hmm? Hmm? That is important. Hmm? The ideas will be there for you to represent. If I don't, they will be for you to represent. Hmm? Try, to, try to understand the idea, the experience of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is so captivating. So It has the power to drown the world. These are not just statements of we'll conquer the world, we're the best sect. 
It's the ideas. And these ideas are, are, are common to everybody. If you, if you play them out, there's no arguing. They're common sense ideas. Any common sense thing that everybody agrees with, you can make a book out of that. It would be perfectly Krishna conscious. You can take every common sense, like to give us to receive, list them. Then we'll give the purport. It will come to, to Brajaloka, to Rajbhakti. The implications of that, if you play it out, hmm? they are not foreign ideas. Hmm? The self in this world thinks and feels there's something more to life than what meets the eye and the mind. It's true, it's you. Hmm? And in the human life, you're coming to the fore and experiencing a little bit of what it means to be an Atma. Hmm? Now, with, with the ingress of bhakti, from Atmanam to Bhakti Ananda, such a huge full possibility, full potential of the self can be realized. So to be a sadhu, hmm? to, to have a sadhaka deha, hmm? and to use it properly, hmm? it means to use, and it doesn't mean, oh, it's never said anywhere, you should study young girls and then you'll know how to be, you know, get a sadhaka siddha deha. No, it doesn't say that. It teaches how to be a sadhaka. That is, we don't like to hear that. On the outside, the sadhaka's life looks like, oh, I don't know about that. Hmm. That's troublesome. Hmm. But bitarayanandamoy, this is the characteristic of print. Inside, it is like, ah, it is full of ananda. Hmm. That has to come. You have to apply yourself in such a way that ananda comes, or you cannot be a sadhu. Hmm. To apply yourself in your own self-interest. This is the idea. Hmm? And in that kind of life, then, one loves even if others don't love them. Hmm? That doesn't matter. Hmm? You know it's true. You do it. Hmm? You live it. And you know they'll all catch up in due course. Hmm? I remember many years ago, when I first came in touch with the discourse of Pujapad Sridharmarsh, and I heard that and I said, I cried when I heard that. This was a long time ago and there were difficulties in, in Prabhupada's movement after his absence, confusion about the nature of Guru Tattva and so forth. I heard that discourse and I cried. Hmm? I wept. I said, oh, I said, everybody will have to come to this. What's being said here, everybody will have to embrace this. This is just impossible. They, they cannot go there without, now they're resisting this, but Without embracing this, they cannot go there. It's not possible. And I'm not waiting for them. <laughs> and I know they'll catch up in due course. And I have to apply these things. I have to take advantage of this sangha. I thought, no one can speak like this and turn my head like this but my guru. Well, my experience was I could turn other people's heads, sell them a book. <laughs> I used to be asked by Prabhupada. He gave me sannyasa. So he asked me to preach to devotees also. So I was fair, fair at it, and uh, but, but to have my head turned so radically, just with a few, those profound, very poetic, like every sentence, like a sutra, hmm? <laughs> this is nature, <laughs> very charming, also. Hmm? I thought, this is no, we can talk like this, but my guru, my guru is bigger than I thought, hmm? a bigger idea than I thought, hmm? so. Here we are. <laughs> and the life of a sadhu, Krishna said to gopis, this is, you are sadhus, actually. Hmm? 
I love you because you're sadhus. And the full measure of sadhus, they were, they were in the beautiful bodies. They had those beautiful swaroops, hmm? siddhades. Huh? To get a body like that, and to be thought of like they are by Krishna, you have to use the sadhakadeya. They had to the You have to use the sadhakadeya properly. Everybody wants a siddhadeya, but nobody wants to. It's a sadhakadeya. They want one, but they don't want to use it. You have to apply that fully, hmm? proportionately. This thing will come as ruchi comes. Hmm? Then that the sadhakadeya is a mix between because we use our senses for bhakti and sometimes we use them for other things. Hmm? There's a learning curve, anishta bhajana kriya. So, you know, it's a learning curve. You're supposed to get around that curve in due course. And the thing that will help us the most is good company, good association. Then we can go straight. Hmm? That is nishta. Straight, but the road will not be narrow. It will be straight, but broad. Hmm? Hmm? When rules become realizations... Hmm? And everything that was black and white becomes a hundred and I don't know, hundred and sixty-four shades of gray. Two hundred fifty-six used to be in the old days. <laughs> uh, computer language, shades of gray. Hmm? Huh? And you become naturally humble because you know. <laughs> I thought I understood this. I don't. <laughs> so I'm open to learning more. Hmm? I'm open. There's so much to learn. In this school, we'll be students forever. Hmm? This kind of spirit, and it always something new coming, new ideas hmm? about the same thing. And that flower of what is, what is Krishna Bhakti is just opening more and more, hmm? blossoming. Hmm? Uh, so, Nishta, I say, is straight now. There's no distraction. The road is straight, but it is not narrow. Hmm? It's very broad. Many things can be accommodated. Different understandings of the same verses. Hmm? Different, uh, different ways in which different uh, devotees will apply themselves. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Hmm? Bhakti is very uh, broad and, 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 and generous. Hmm? Hmm. So, from Nishta to Ruchi, in Nishta... Because the road is straight, and so there's, there's no confusion. Hmm? Hmm. You come to a fork in the road, you don't know which way to go. You come to a turn. Because the road is straight, you can see. Hmm? And it's broad, so it's inviting. Hmm? Hmm. It's humbling. Hmm? So you feel this, this, you always feel there's something to gain, there's something to learn. There's something, there's growth. Growth is possible. Hmm? Every step I'm going, I'm growing. And we, we start to run down the road fast, fast. So fast that whatever desires that were there that previously held, they held us back, they don't have any scope for having any play in our life. Hmm? Hmm? No time for them. Hmm? They're there, but there's no time for them. And so they don't get watered. Hmm? So they don't grow. Hmm? This is, what does he say? Sutta Goswami in Bhagavad. Tada rajastamo bhava kamalu badayasthe chetetaranabhitam sthitam satve prasidati. The fire is out. Some smoke is there. 
Hmm? But the fire is out. Hmm? And you know, smoke that will dissipate. Maybe I'll cough a little bit here and there, but I'm going straight. And then we come from there to taste. And then we're driven by the taste. And those desires that were there that couldn't fructify, they're not there. Desire for bhakti comes. Hmm? Without it, people want to know when will I go back to Godhead? You have to say, when you start to feel it doesn't matter. Hmm? I don't care. You can, I can stay here. Just let me do bhakti. Hmm? You have to come to that point. Hmm? You have to do bhakti. There's so much there. Even in a sadhaka. This is sadhana bhakti. Richi even. Even asakti. Higher stages. Hmm? Hmm. So in that sadhaka deha, where, where the heart is cleansed, hmm, then spiritual desires will come. Desire for bhakti will come. Hmm? And so this is the beginning. The formation of that... Hmm, that, that Siddhadeya. It's coming by the proper use of the Siddhadeya. Sid, and both things are there in Rag Bhakti. Hmm? You have a Siddhadeya. If I give you a Siddhadeya, if a guru gives you a Siddhadeya, and then you say, Gurudev, um, what about the Siddhadeya? Hmm? Then he says, what about what I just gave you? <laughs> Why don't you do something with that? <laughs> I just gave you a sadhaka deha, and now you want to sit a deha. What's wrong with what I gave you? Huh? You don't like that? Hmm. No. You understand? So, so, sadhu, this kind of life, this is a life, really it is a lover's life. Hmm? And that kind of loving is like Gopi's love. Hmm? He said, you are sadhus. Hmm? Uh, and therefore, I love you. Hmm? You've given up everything for me, and so on. Hmm? And you love, sadhus love, even if people don't love you back. Hmm? You know, they're ignorant what can be done. Anyway, we, tell, we try to help them anyway. Hmm? Then he comes to the, so that's the middle lover, right? Of the two, of the three they mentioned. Then you come to the fourth. Or are you the kind of lover, they asked him, who even when being loved, doesn't love. Hmm? Krishna said, well, that's an interesting question. There are four types of such people. Hmm? Mm-hmm. He's so interesting. such an interesting person. <laughs> uh, there are four types of such people. One person is called Atma, Atmaram. Hmm? He doesn't love people even if they love him back. If they hate him or if they love him, it means nothing to him. Hmm? He's self-satisfied. He's sitting, he's content. Love me, hate me. It's all the same. This is how he thinks. Hmm? Atmaram. Hmm? And optikam means the Atmaram is not interacting with the world. The optikam means whose all desires are fulfilled. His desires are filled, but he's still interacting with the world. Hmm? Hmm? But he also doesn't love people if they love him. Love and hate makes no difference to him. These are two kinds. Then on the lower end, he said, there's another kind. Hmm? 
That is the kind who don't, who are ungrateful. Hmm? That you love them, and they don't show any love back. They're ungrateful. And then there's a fourth kind. Not only are they ungrateful, but they're inimical. They bite the hand that feeds them. Hmm? You tried to help them in so many ways, and they just find they just find fault and bite the hand that feeds them. Hmm? So the gopis were amazed to hear him answer their simple questions, where they thought they'd trap him. Hmm? And uh, he is a little apologetic in his mood, hmm? but very very intelligent hmm? to come up with such a reply. And he said, "So which of these?" Am I? And they're thinking, they couldn't quite place him in any of those categories, the more they thought about it. And he said, in my form as Narayan, I'm Atmaram. Hmm? But in my form that you see now that you love as a son of Nanda, I'm not self-satisfied. Neither am I up to come. Hmm? Neither are all my desires fulfilled. I desire your company. Hmm? I know it may appear that I didn't, but I do. I desire your company very much, actually. Hmm? And my nature is like this. Hmm? My devotees love me. Sadhakas and Siddhas, they both love me on different levels. Hmm? And I am only interested in increasing, in increasing their love for me. And so in order to do so, sometimes I disappear. Hmm? Like Narada, he loved me, and then I appeared before him. And then I disappeared. And what happened to him? Then he went mad hmm? to find me again. Hmm? So by disappearing, I increase my devotee's love for me. Hmm? I do this for sadhakas, and I also do it with siddhas. Hmm? And so only to increase your love, I have disappeared. But then the gopis are thinking, eh, okay, so we're just like every other devotee. Hmm? We thought we were a little special. <laughs> then he says, you are, actually. You are. You are very special. And I've seen how special you are. By disappearing and seeing your love for me increase, just like a person who has something very valuable and then loses it. And then can't do anything else but think about that. This I see in you. To an extreme. And so he said, Naparayaham, we come to the verse, Nirabhajasamjitam. He says, Naparayaham, I am not, it's not possible, this is the end of the chapter, not possible for me to repay you. Swasadu Krityam, your behavior is sadhu like, it's so beautiful and so uh, perfect, even if you, it might be Swasadu. Uh, Asadu means un, un, unsaintly behavior. He said, the nature of your, your love for me is such that if you do something that's obviously saintly or appears unsaintly, it's pleasing to me. Either way, whatever you do, if you, even if you try to kick me out, uh, 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 not let me enter into the kunj with Radha, I, I love that too. Hmm? Whatever you do, I love you. Hmm? Such is the nature of your, your, your love for me. He says that if I had a lifetime of Brahma, it's a long time, to uh, pay you back for your love, 
I could not get close. Hmm? Therefore, he says, uh, because why? You have, he says, uh, that what you have done to come here in the first place at night and to, to reach me, that you, you have no other devotees done this. You, the, 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 the shackles of life, the attachment to family and friends and so forth. I mean, even all my devotees in the Braj, Nanda doesn't have to give up his shoda to come and meet me, to love me. Hmm? Subal doesn't have to give up his friend Sridham hmm? to come and meet me. Hmm? Hmm? They don't have to give up their families. Hmm? The nature of your love is such you have to give them up. Hmm? And you've done that. Hmm? Hmm? And I cannot reciprocate in kind because you're exclusively focused on me to the point it doesn't matter even, even breaking the religious laws. Huh? You'll do that for loving me. I can't break the religious laws. The whole world will, you know, will go to hell, as I've said in the Bhagavad Gita. I act in such a way. I act in such a way that others can follow the example. If not, the world will go into ruin. Hmm? I mean, that's my Matura and Dwarkalila. Hmm? But I have to do those things. I've got a lot of, you know, a lot of things on my mind. <laughs> and you've got one thing on your mind. Hmm? That's me. Hmm? And in reality, I've only got you on my mind and how I could possibly compensate for my inability hmm, to love you equally uh, and fulfill my own statement about myself that as people approach me, I reciprocate accordingly. I can't do it in relation to you. This verse of the Gita, that is the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Bhagavad Gita. Hmm? You take this verse to its fullest ramifications, we come to the gopis' love, surrender, their approach. And Krishna's saying, I, I, okay, you, you beat me at my own game here. I cannot <laughs> reciprocate in kind. Hmm? Now, this, what does this have to do with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course? Hmm? There's some other ways to understand this verse. But before I explain that, what happened next, of course, is they went, they, they thought, Krishna, oh, he said he just wanted to showcase our love and, 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 and he loves us. They became a little embarrassed. We had, we had accused you in our minds of something, but really you love us so much and you left just to increase our love and, 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 and so forth. And... So they, the, the rasa dance commenced and so forth, and they went home. Hmm? So Krishna, of course, he's at home now, and he's thinking, what am I going to do about this? Hmm? I mean, I, I, I told I can't pay them back. They have to be satisfied with their own service. I'm indebted to them. I mean, how am I? I'm indebted to them. I can't pay them back, but I'm indebted, so I've got to do something. Hmm? And the measure of Radha's love in particular, I, I, I disappeared to, to make it grow, and it grew to an extent that, that I'm attracted to that. I, I have no experience of that. Hmm? I want to taste that. It's my nature. Hmm? I'm a taster of rasa. So how will I... He had to sleep on it. Hmm? Think about it. Hmm? So in the morning, he dressed himself like a gopi, hmm? with a sari, hmm? 
And he went to Radharani's house and got himself into the inner court. No men are allowed in there. Hmm? This Radha and her sakis. And there he's got his veil, you know, pulled down. <laughs> so she can't see who he is. But he's... And so she's told uh, that... Uh, one saki says, Radha, there's a beautiful um, new girl in the, in, the, in the courtyard. Come and see her. Hmm? So... Radha comes, and she's very attracted to that, that girl. Hmm? So attracted. Hmm? Looks so beautiful and effulgent. And, and who are you? She won't answer. <laughs> Where have you come from? Why are you here? Are you unhappy in your heart? Hmm? Has your lover not reciprocated appropriately, in kind? Hmm? Are you a goddess? And Krishna's avoiding speaking, obviously, but finally he manages to, you know, he's Babadook, he can't speak any language, so even the language of the birds and the bees and that. So he gets his voice together and he says, yes, I'm a goddess, actually. Hmm? And I've come here to to to, to, to study your, your love, praying from you. Hmm? Hmm? Radharani says, if you want to love, then the, the, the lover in our group can satisfy you. He is so charming. She begins to talk about Krishna. Mm-hmm. So the goddess is listening. <laughs> That's Krishna, of course, listening and, and, and asking questions. Mm-hmm. And Radha goes on, and then she begins to speak about Prem, the nature of Prem. First she says, I will speak to you about Prem, mm-hmm. by which you can become satisfied. And it's only possible to attain in relation to him. But I'll tell you at the onset, Prem cannot be explained. I will talk to you about my experience, but you can, it cannot be explained. It can only be experienced. Those who think they can explain it, they can't, because if you try to explain it, it will go away. Therefore, we should hear from someone who has some experience. That will have value, because then the experience will be conveyed. It's like we speak, we try to arrange the thoughts and the, the language logically and so forth. Not to gratify the audience's intelligence, but to pacify the intelligence and arrest it in such a way that we can go into the heart and share the feelings behind the speaking hmm? and change the heart. Hmm? So she says like this, such is the nature of brain. And she talks to him about it. And what are the, how it, this, this nature of this love is even in the face of the greatest obstacles, every reason why it should be given up, hmm? it cannot be given up. Hmm? Even if you wanted to give it up, you could not give it up. Hmm? So she speaks like this about the qualities of Prem and so forth. And then she says, and, and um, as far as Krishna goes, the fact of the matter is, um, last night... Hmm? You see, what happened? So she began to explain what happened the night before. Krishna left the, left the rasa dance with me, and there we were together. And at a certain point, I started feeling sympathy for my sakis, other gopis. I had once asked Krishna, sometime I want to see you embrace all the gopis at the same time. This idea of rasa dance, the rasa that becomes possible. Hmm? So, 
now she's thinking, here we are, we've come, he's, t- he's taken me separately and shown favor to me, but other gopis are looking and uh, I feel some sympathy for, hit for them, so I cannot fully appreciate the moment. And Krishna can, could understand my heart, she said. Hmm? And so thinking like that, hmm, he reasoned that my request, let us stop here, let us sit here and rest for a little bit. Her idea was the gopis will catch up hmm, and then we'll pick up. And, but Krishna realized that'll be problematic. Hmm? Other gopis will come and they will not understand why I went with Radha. Hmm? They will not understand who she is. Hmm? Hmm? And, and it may cause some doubts and questions and that, that, that may dampen the spirit of the Rasa dance. Hmm? So it's problematic. But if I disappear from here, then her love will increase. Hmm? Then the gopis will catch up and they will see that and then they will know hmm? that all of their love and separation combined together doesn't compare to a, a tiny atomic particle of the nature of her, uh, her, her love and separation. They will see it for themselves. Hmm? So the glory of her love will be known. But of course, there's problems with everything. So if I do that, that'll be good. But then I won't be able to reciprocate with Radha in kind at the moment. I'll be indebted to her. Hmm? So he's, I'd rather take the burden of the debt. Hmm? and let her glory of her love be known to the other gopis. And so he disappeared, and then she went mad. The goddess asked her, well, you know, I mean, it's Krishna, the goddess asked her, but, you know, so why, if you knew all this, why did you go mad? Such is the nature of separation from him. I knew it. I know his heart. Don't think I don't know his heart and his mind. I know him completely. Hmm? And but when the separation comes, then it just takes over, hmm? and so then I lose everything. And gopis came; they saw me in that condition, and they all felt sympathetic hard for me. Hmm? Hmm? Now, if Krishna would come back, we could have the rasa dance. Hmm? They could understand why he left with Radha, and they could, and for for good reason. Hmm? and they honor her, and so forth. So then, of course, he reappears, and these questions come. So Radha is telling this to Krishna, the goddess, in her, in her courtyard. And Radha says, if you want to know the truth, Krishna and I are one. We are one soul in two bodies, like one stem of one lotus with one yellow and one, one golden and one blue. Lotus on the same stem. Hmm? For the purpose of rasa, Brahman must be two. Rasa uvai sahad is said in Traitra Upanishad. Brahman is rasa. Well, Brahman is one. Hmm? How can Brahman be rasa? Brahman will have to become two. Hmm? That is Radha Krishna. Hmm? One become two for rasa. So I am one with him. We are one entirely. So I... I rest assured, what I'm telling you about him, which should attract you to him and solve all of your problems hmm, with whoever else you loved, just love him. Hmm, it may look like he's 
not the best lover, but I'm telling you the facts, what he's like. And I know him. We are one. Hmm? We are non-different. For purposes of our own, we appear different. But we are one. So Krishna's hearing this tattva. Hmm? <laughs> and, uh, and so he likes that very much. And he's thinking, yes, it's true. We are one. Hmm? That's giving me an idea. I'm getting an idea from this. After all, I want to taste her love, and if we're actually one, maybe it's possible. Hmm? Hmm? So then, of course, he has to, he's in the meanwhile, there he is, he's dressed as the goddess, so he's got to get out of the situation. So he says, okay, I hear what you're saying. It sounds good, it sounds convincing, but how do I know it's true? Hmm? How do I know that you're one with him, and then you know him so well that what you say about him, which is very attractive, hmm? It's true. Do I just have to believe you? If you're really one with him, then you should be able to sit down and meditate and make him appear right here. Hmm? Hmm? And, and I know a little bit about, about the brudge because I'm a goddess, so I look on it from on high, and I know at this time your elders are not here hmm, at home. Hmm? And I know where he, just about where he is at this time, so there shouldn't be, you know, any reason that he's preoccupied that he couldn't come. If you meditate on him and you're one with him, you should be able to bring him here. So she makes a prayer to the sun god and then, oh God, I hope it works. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this. Is it true? I feel like we're one. Is it true? So she sits and meditates and of course then Krishna takes off the sari and the Sakis go, what? <laughs> he, quiet, he quiets them all, and then, then he says, open your eyes, and there he is. He gives her a kiss. <laughs> and so then, of course, it goes on a little bit, and he plays it out a little further, and uh, she, she says, what happened to the goddess? <laughs> oh, uh, she went inside. Uh, the lady says, she went inside, and... Anyway, they go on a little further. But the point is, Krishna gets an idea from this. Hmm? He wants to taste Radha's love. So having heard all this, hmm? then he thinks, well, I made a promise last night. I made a statement, I should say. There I said that you will have to be satisfied, and he's really speaking to Radha, with your own love, the virtue of it. Hmm? Hmm? The word he uses, sadhuna. Hmm? Again, they are sadhus. Your sadhuness. Hmm? You have to be satisfied with that. It's virtuous. It exceeds anything that, 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 that I have. Hmm? But another way to look at that would be to say, you have to be uh, satisfied um, by, a, by a sadhu. You have to have only a sadhu. Hmm? Another sadhu can satisfy you. Hmm? Actually, Sanatana Goswami has given this kind of a lead to this kind of thinking by his analysis of the final word of this verse, sadhuna. Hmm? It can be said, you will have to be satisfied with your sadhuness, if you will, your saintliness. Hmm? Or you will be satisfied, to, uh, you, I can attempt to repay you by making sadhus of you. Hmm? By your sadhuness, by your saintliness, or making saints of you of yours. Hmm? So he thought in the latter, I will make saints of yours. I will make some of my devotees into devotees of you. Hmm? Or, or, but how will I do that? 
Hmm? Hmm? I will have to become a sadhu. Hmm? I will have to become like Radha, like a gopi. I will become a sadhu. Yes, that's what I will do. This is my plan. I will become a sadhu. I said, even in a lifetime of Brahma, I could not repay you. Hmm? You have to be satisfied with your sadhuness. Hmm? Instead, I will say, hmm? I will mean, I will think, this will be my plan. This is what I said, really. Hmm? That I cannot pay you, repay you in a lifetime of Brahma, hmm? but I will try to make up by making sadhus for you. Hmm? And every day, once in every day of Brahma's life, hmm? I will become a sadhu. Hmm? And I will preach about Radhadasyam in the world. Hmm? And in the context of teaching that and preaching that and making devotees of this caliber, hmm? Hmm? I will get some idea of what's that like. I'll be able to taste that. This is his plan. This is the birth then of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So the deeper we go in Bhagavatam, hmm? that will we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? This is... This is <laughs> in Bhagavatam is the center, the hub around which all the sacred texts revolve. They all revolve, that means, around Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Darshan. So in Gaur Purnim, hmm, we celebrate his appearance. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Gaur Purnim Mahamotsabhatiti ki jai, Gaur Premanande. Any question? What's the time? Is Arctic ready? We have Arctic now? Yeah. Okay, anyway, we talked for a long time and we can, we can sit up afterwards and discuss more. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Govindananda ki jai, Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavat ki jai, Gaud Premanandi ki jai, Gaud Bhaktivinda Karibhu.